As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. You want to find true off-market deals. And I think the best way to go about that is networking, partnering with other people. So if you find people that have a need for last-minute capital, give them your investors. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Melissa Elizondo. Melissa is joining us from New Brunfels, Texas. She's a partner at One Vision Capital, which is a syndication focused on converting existing landlords with single family portfolios into LPs on multifamily deals. Melissa has a full-time career as the owner of a marketing firm, and she's also an LP on a 118-unit property in Savannah, Georgia. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us, and how are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Melissa, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yes. So I got started in real estate in 2004 as a residential agent, became a broker after that, and then started managing about 450 single family doors. I did that for a decade. And then I sold that business to another brokerage and got into marketing for a title company, which led me into opening my own marketing company five years ago. But I've always loved real estate. I always love the opportunities that it can give you. And I've always kept my finger on the pulse. I started flipping houses about four years ago with a partner out of California. He was introduced to me by one of my old clients when I was a property manager. And he wanted to get into buying rental homes. So we did that first. And then we started flipping homes together. And then he wanted to get into commercial real estate storage units. And then we landed on apartments about a year and a half ago. And first book we read was Joe Fairless's book, which taught us everything. And then we've just been chipping away at it ever since. You managed 450 doors. What kind of team did you have? Or did you do it all by yourself? No, I had a team. So I managed about 60 of them on my own for two years. And then I bought another property management company. It was a friend of mine. He was dying of cancer And he had a huge portfolio. So I approached him and said, let me take that off your plate for you. And he did. And so I took his staff and a few other people that I added to it. There was 12 of us total who managed that. Did you enjoy being a landlord for residential single family homes? 
I did. I did. But let me tell you, it is very emotional. And that's what I love about the apartment side, the commercial side. It's not as emotional, but you're dealing with people who are applying for homes that some people just don't look good on paper. Then you have landlords that this is their passive income. And sometimes they're not ready for that type of business. They thought it was going to be one thing. You start managing this home and there's certain maintenance things that come up and things you have to take care of. And a lot of the times that's an emotional shock for these people. So it's a lot of psychology that goes on. It's a lot of calming people in the storm and making sure everybody's okay and taking care of them just so that this investment works out for them. Melissa, what was your first multifamily purchase? We haven't purchased as a GP yet. So we have been ticking away at that nonstop for a year and a half. I underwrite about 10 deals a week right now. My uncle is an accountant and part of our team. So he does most of the heavy lifting on that. I go find the deals. The deals are sent to me from brokers all over. And then he underwrites them. And most of the time it's a no, but we have submitted offers on a few that we haven't gotten yet. What about the self-storage? We ended up not doing that. We only thought about it. And then we quickly switched over into apartment complexes. All right. So what's the criteria for multifamily? And how are you finding deals other than having brokers send them to you? So right now our criteria is value add, which a lot of people are doing in this space. And so we're looking at properties that are 1970 or newer that have the opportunity to increase rents somewhere around $200 with either bumping the rent naturally for what the market can hold, as well as adding in value like covered parking, Wi-Fi, things like that. So right now, it, all my relationships are with brokers and I'm not finding any off-market stuff right now. I tried, I went into the system, we bought Yardi for a year and we went in and a lot of that information isn't accurate with owner information. So we haven't been able to dig up anything. We even sent letters to 450 people and heard nothing. <laughs> Why is that? I think in the beginning, we really didn't know what our target was. And I would say that is the best thing that you can do is figure out who you're trying to target. I will tell you that within the last three months, we finally came up with our target, which is a little late to the game. We should have decided this a long time ago. And there are companies out there who target tech people or target doctors, lawyers, things like that. But with my experience and with my partner's experience, I realized that I wanted to convert people who are landlords currently on single family deals and convert them into this multifamily space because I can completely speak to the problems that they're having right now. I know that they're losing sleep. I know that one major repair is going to literally wipe out whatever sort of profit they made on that home. And so I actually wrote an ebook over the holidays about that and did a case study and showed them, here's what you're going to get if you do the exact same things with single family, hold it for five years, what the increases would be, what the maintenance should be, and compared it to what you would get if you put that same amount of money into a multifamily deal. And it was $38,000 on this case study on a single family over a five-year period, $133,000 on a multifamily deal, same input. So you're trying to convert single family landlords to invest in multifamily deals as LPs with you being the GP. Correct. All right. Well, let's build a business plan together. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Would you consider taking investor capital and reinvesting it into other people's funds? 
Yes. And I actually got the opportunity to do that recently. There was a team that bought some property here in Texas and they're looking to raise another million on their deal. So we just started reaching out right before Christmas to these people that we have on the hook so we can go ahead and start getting them invested in something so they can get a taste of what it's like to get those returns. And how are you soliciting all of these landlords? So we just now created a sales funnel for that. So I'm going to be promoting that ebook. I'm going to go ahead and launch it. And then I have a six part email that's going to go out. Part of it's going to be a paradigm shift for them to start thinking about this in a different way. Part of it's going to be overcoming an objection. We're going to get a review. Actually, I saw on Instagram, you had Daisy Serrano with the Make It Rain Capital recently on the show. And I got a testimony from her on what it's like to be an LP in a deal on your first one. So we're going to have different emails that go out to solicit people who sign up to read the book. I'll definitely be heavy on LinkedIn connecting with people. I've already done that. And when you bring, let's say, a million dollars of capital to somebody else's deal, what's your expectation in return? Right now, the talk is $2,000 for every 100000 that we bring. Okay. And is that your goal? Would you be open to other possibilities? Absolutely. Okay. I'm curious because if you're open, you can negotiate equity upon sale. So if you don't want to get paid up front, if you're okay waiting, you could have equity in the deal. They could bring you on as a GP. Sending out letters to apartment owners hasn't worked because I think they get bombarded with calls, emails. Do you follow up on those? We did for the first six months and we didn't get anything. So we just moved on to a different tactic. We figured they were being bombarded from people and they're probably just throwing the letters away. You started in 2004. Mm -hmm. So you're one of the old school people in this industry because there's a lot of new people out there. So put together your narrative. You want to, as soon as you pick up the phone, have a quick couple sentences about you so that they take you seriously. When I talk to brokers, I know they're getting bombarded, especially if it's a really good deal that's undervalued. I tell them how many years I've been in commercial real estate, what kind of deals that I've done, maybe what kind of asset classes I've done. If there's something in that immediate area that I've also purchased on LinkedIn, find out if you have any connections together or find out if you've done a deal with any of the connections that they know, but find a way to connect with them or create a really good narrative that will get them to take their blockade down for a bit, right? And then you already hit this. You have to network. A lot of people in Florida, Texas, East Coast, West Coast, their excuse is there's no good deals out here. Well, I interview people every week in those markets that are finding deals. And the commonality is just networking. I learned this lesson way too late in life. I wish I'd known it earlier, but your network is your most valuable asset. So absolutely every opportunity you get to network, take it. LinkedIn. The off-market deals I get are from brokers that I've met through a networking opportunity or an event. And yes, I literally took 2022 and put all these networking opportunities, conferences. Recently, I took a course in January online the same time another friend of mine did. And he's already on his seventh apartment. Mind you, his sphere of influence is definitely wealthy. And so he's been able to kind of get in faster, but he's a friend of mine. So he keeps trying to get me in on the deals. And I've sent him some off-market properties that he's looked at that didn't work out. But he told me the same thing. You got to get out there. You got to network. You got to meet new people. And so he's been 
instrumental in introducing me to three sponsors and really selling me on them. And people are giving me the time of day that weren't before because of his connections with them. And so I agree. It is completely about who you know, not what you know. And so I'm definitely getting networking on my calendar. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Investing investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. You can get 15% off right now with the code BEC15 at besteverconference.com. That's the code BEC15 for 15% off at besteverconference.com. What were those conversations like with those three individuals? Once I had them, once he introduced us, warm like we'd been friends forever because he introduced us and said whatever he said about me before because he's known me the entire time I've been in real estate as well so he is very familiar with me I didn't have to sell them at all what was the takeaway from those conversations or what was the goal going into the conversation so my goal has always been to make the connection I'm very much a people person and I want to make sure I build that trust first so I never go into it asking for anything So the conversations that we had were either just, hey, I want you to meet this person. Let's talk about what that sponsor is looking for. And then they kind of get to know me. Recently, we had a big portfolio in Houston that we were looking at. It was about 1900 doors. So I got to talk to the sponsor who was interested in that. And he just kind of talked to me like a normal human being. I wasn't intimidated at all. And he just asked all the right questions. And I realized they're the same as these small deals, that big Complex is the same question as these small complexes. What year was it built? What kind of wiring? When did they replace the roofs? Let's take that a step further. I think it's really valuable when you have those conversations, find out what their pain points are and find out where you can add value. Okay. So make it less about you. And if they're asking questions about you, that's great. But try to flip the script and go back to them One of the best lessons I've learned in life is people love talking about themselves. In addition, when you go out of your way to find their pain points and see where you could truly add value, not just the surface conversation, but write down what their pain points are, go back and do some research and find out if there's any value you can add through your network, through raising capital from your existing investors, or maybe it's researching a CRM system. I had a young guy reach out to me 
And he's like, Hey, I want to learn what you're doing. I'll come to you. Just tell me when, where. So he came out to a summer home that we had and we went out for a boat ride and he literally focused only on what are your pain points? One of mine was not having a good CRM system. So this kid goes back and a couple of days later sends me a two, three page document with the most popular CRM systems and pros and cons of each. And that blew me away. And now he's a partner on deals with me. So you have to stand out just like these apartment owners are getting bombarded by people, wholesalers even, Hey, I'll buy your apartment complex. I don't have the money, but I just want to lock it up under contract and see if I can make some money selling it. They get bombarded with those people, right? So you have to differentiate yourself. These people that you're being introduced to, I would imagine get bombarded by people saying, Hey, I'd love to learn what you're doing. Teach me. Will you be my mentor? Mm -hmm. But very few people probably approach it from the standpoint of tell me your pain points and what can I do to add value? Right. Or can I shadow you even? Mm -hmm. That's really valuable. So flip the script, think outside the box. So that being said, finding apartment deals, brokers already have people that are established buyers. Why would they give it to you? Exactly. And okay. that has been the case. <laughs> yeah. And I don't believe those are off market deals. My opinion and other people can vary on this definition, but if it's an off market deal, it's before it reaches a broker, right? Because once a broker gets it, if it's in their asset class of expertise, they know how to market it. They know how to price it and you're not going to get a great deal on it, right? You want to find true off market deals. And I think the best way to go about that is networking, partnering with other people. So if you find people that have a need for last minute capital, give them your investors, right? Come in, provide the money. Even if you don't get anything in return on the first deal, so what? They'll love that, right? If you literally like, hey, so glad I was able to help you. Let's do another one together. And they'll be blown away because of the fact that you didn't ask for anything. You just truly provided value with no expectations of anything in return, right? And that's a rare thing. So differentiate yourself by doing that. All right, what else are we going to do to network? I am going to a few conventions. What do you feel about those? I have several coming up, a couple in Houston, one in Vegas. What's your goal? My goal is just to make more connections so I can have these conversations and figure out what pain points are and what people are needing. Okay. How are you going to make those connections? I'm going to go with other people who have connections that I don't have and just kind of ask for the introduction. They already know that that's what my goal is. Yeah. And I would approach those conversations the same way. What are you currently working on? What needs do you have? What are your bottlenecks instead of what are your pain points? Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what are your current bottlenecks, right? What's keeping you from doubling in size? What's keeping you from doing your next deal? What's your next hurdle? Mm-hmm. and write all of that down and follow up and see what you can do to add value. And even if it's just making an introduction to somebody else, that's pretty cool, right? I mean, I would appreciate that if someone's like, hey, I remember you told me this was your pain point or your bottleneck. Here's an introduction of somebody that may be able to help. And if they're successful real estate people, they love introductions and connections to valuable people, yeah. right? 
always and they had add the value. Best connection. I was introduced to the sponsor from another student from the class that we were in. And the first conversation was kind of like, no big deal, but she had invited us to a networking event in San Antonio. So I showed up and my friend who went through that class with me at the same time, he had already had about three deals at that point. I got to introduce them at that networking event. And since then they've closed a few more deals together and I've gotten nothing out of it. And I get a lot of kudos from that sponsor all the time. Not done a deal with her yet, but I'm happy to know her. How do you follow up with that person? So we actually had a conversation over another project I'm working on that she saw on one of my LinkedIn posts. So it's just happening naturally right now. If that wasn't happening, a lot of what I like to do is get on LinkedIn or whatever platform they're on and make sure I'm reading what they're posting. I'm commenting. I'm trying to show them that I'm listening to what they're saying. Awesome. Great work. And just be genuine. Love what you wrote. Hey, just wanted to reach out. Hope things are going well. What are you working on? Here's what I have going on. And if you need help, say, I need your help. Will you help me with this? Right? It's amazing how well that works. Instead of beating around the bush, hey, wonder if I can get some of your time. Don't do lunches or coffee. And my opinion, again, this other people are going to differ. But people get bombarded with, hey, can I take you out to lunch? No. Tell me why. Why? What do, what do you want to do? What do you want to talk yeah. about? Right? Yeah. Like, Actually, uh, the first time I met this sponsor, right after that Zoom that we had, I asked her if I could take her to coffee. And that was her first question. What are we talking about? <laughs> right. And I it's, never got to have that coffee with her, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I also think too many people do that. Right. And successful people are getting bombarded with, hey, I'd love to catch up and buy you coffee or lunch. Man, like really explain to me how this is not going to be a waste of time or explain to me how this is not going to be just me teaching you a whole bunch of stuff, right? You got to find a way to And I get that mindset because I get that right now in my marketing agency. I get a lot of people who bombard me for just advice, stuff that I charge people for. (laughs) So I've had to say no as well. Like, what do you need help with? Just, I've had to do the exact same thing. So I completely get that mindset. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. How are you doing on your goals this year? Whether it's planning for your goals or whether it's executing on those goals, I imagine one of them has to do with financial freedom, taking control of your finances. And I can tell you that is a possibility within the next one to three years using a proven system created by my friend, Michael Blanc. He's got the program Deal Maker Mentoring. Here are some of his students who have been in the program and what they've accomplished. Melanie McDaniel, she closed her first 24-unit joint venture deal and is now pivoting to become full-time in the industry. Within five months of joining, Cheryl Groovy from Atlanta, she had a 34-unit deal under contract, and she partnered with two other deal-maker mentoring students, and together they raised $700,000. And Brian Briscoe, he said thanks to deal-maker mentoring, he had the opportunity to accelerate his timeline and go after much bigger deals than he would have on his own. If you are ready to commit to achieving your dreams this year and you've been thinking about getting into multifamily, well, text the word Joe to 66866. Again, that's the word Joe. You know how to spell my name, right? J-O-E to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own syndication business. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now. 
especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow Up Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial, twice the length of the normal trial. For a limited time, go to follow boss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up what do you get bombarded with people wanting help for in my marketing agency it's just a lot of hey i have this business i'm kind of stuck with this i was wondering if i could take you to coffee and you can kind of tell me what i can do different well that's what we charge clients for (laughs) that's valuable information that we charge for and so For me, I am willing to give and I do give in every area of my life, but I get the point with, I don't know you. I am willing to go to coffee with somebody who's introduced me to you, somebody that I care about and I value because they're introducing me to you and they want me to meet with you. Then it's going to be a valuable connection. I actually had that this morning before I got on here. One of my other clients said, so-and-so is going to be at this event we're doing tomorrow. And I really want y'all to meet. She wanted to meet you at the Christmas party and didn't get a chance to. I think y'all could really do some great stuff together. Of course, I'm going to take that one seriously. I will meet with your friend because you're my friend. Okay. I'm going to challenge you. When somebody calls you and wants to take you out for coffee for your marketing business, coffee is too big of a time commitment, right? It could be an hour and a half by the time you travel, sit down, wait for them. It's too much of a time commitment. So find out what their needs are. What are you looking for? What do you need help with, right? And give them free advice. Literally, I don't care if you charge for it with other clients. If somebody's asking you, give them the free advice because that goes so far. They're going to tell a bunch of people about you. They're going to be grateful that you help them. If they need advice in the future, hopefully they come back to you. But I've done this for 10 years where people will call me randomly and I'll literally give them hours of my time because I love talking to people about real estate. My wife hates it, but I will drop what I'm doing and give people a lot of my time. And it's amazing over the years how those people have come back and we've done deals together or now they're on my team, right? And they always remember, they tell people, I called Osh, I had a tool belt on up on a ladder. I took a call from a guy named Kyle Stevie, and he went to Joe Fairless's conference, heard my name, called me because we're both in Cincinnati, and it was an hour and a half conversation, and he was grateful for that, and we've become good friends. We've grown our network by connecting with each other, 
And have we done a deal together? I don't think so, but we've got some potential deals in the works. And again, just his network combined with mine has been a huge asset. So give away your time for free within reason, right? The with reason part is where I get in trouble. So I am constantly giving my time and free advice. And it's my office manager who keeps me in check because she's opposite of me. And so she's always trying to protect my time and protect the value, but I'm known for giving way too much. Yeah. One thing that's helped me is if I schedule a call or if I get on with somebody before I know it, an hour and a half, two hours have gone by. So at the beginning of the call, I let them know I have a hard stop in 30 minutes, whatever that time may be. Right. And that kind of keeps you accountable. It protects your time, but that's networking. That's mm-hmm. so valuable, right? It's in amazing. fact, a lot of the people that are willing to be LPs in these deals, they're people that I've had these conversations with. We go talk about marketing and we end up talking about apartments. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing to compile a list of people? What's your CRM system? Excel. I'm using Excel. Okay. Right and that's okay. I was going to ask you, what CRM did the guy recommend? HubSpot is one that a lot of people have used. I use HubSpot for I, one of my clients. It's I use Excel. Robust. Yeah, I use Excel. One of the tips that I've gotten from a coach is have one master Excel spreadsheet, even if there's 50 tabs on it, but have everything on that one sheet, right? Your deposits, your account numbers, CRM, properties, tax IDs, everything. I have one master spreadsheet that I share with an assistant. It's great. Everything's in one spot. So next steps, what are we going to do differently going forward? I was a little late to the networking game, even though I did it for my other business for years. I don't know why I thought this one was going to be different. I loved your ideas, by the way, all of them great. (laughs) Well, thank you. And in terms of finding an apartment building, everybody is chasing apartments right now, right? So what can you do to narrow down a niche or maybe look at a different asset class. Why only apartments? Just because that's what I learned about. I haven't gotten into storage units or anything else. I haven't put the effort into that. Okay. Mixed use buildings. Okay. Do you have those where you guys live? Yes. Yeah. Where you and have I've retail? Got, I've seen a few of them. Yeah. Okay. Retail on the bottom, apartments above. Those are buildings that fall through the cracks. People don't like them. Commercial people like me hate them because I don't want to deal with the residential tenants. Residential investors hate them because they don't want to deal with the commercial part. Lenders just hate them, period. So you have to find a local lender to finance those. Most big banks won't touch them. Even a lot of local lenders don't like them. They don't fall under any category, but there's so few people chasing them and you can often get a huge discount on them because of all those reasons. Right. You're not concerned about the commercial space right now with COVID and everything? No, because if it's in a neighborhood location, there's always a need for neighborhood services, hair salon, nail, pizza place, insurance, all of those local neighborhood services will always be there. And especially post COVID, because people don't want to travel to downtown or 20, 30 miles away. They want something in their neighborhood. When COVID was going on and the lockdown was happening, people were just becoming accustomed to going places close to home. They would go to dinner in their suburban downtown, not in the metropolitan downtown, right? And I think that's continued and I think it will continue, especially now that people are moving away from city centers 
these suburban strip malls. That's another great asset class that I love. Suburban strip malls where there's a lot of mom and pop tenants. Mm -hmm. Out-of-state investors don't want them because they're hard to manage, so to speak. Lenders aren't going to finance them very easily unless it's a local lender. A lot of commercial guys want fully leased turnkey strip malls, especially if they're out-of-state investors, right? A lot of local investors may have graduated to a commercial building or two, but those strip malls, again, are often overlooked. They're not difficult to manage. They're mom and pop tenants. Yes, they may not have the best guarantees on the lease, but do some market research and look at your competition. Just like the mixed use building, if there's a ton of available retail in that area, well, something's wrong. But if you have a mixed use building in a dense residential area and there's not many storefronts available for rent, why not? Yeah. I passed a few of those up. So we'll go drive by them again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So just continue to think outside the box, whether it's asset classes, networking, approaching people for advice, any of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think this call went a little bit differently than what you anticipated. I didn't know Uh, what to expect. (laughs) Well, that's okay. That's good. We have the freedom to do what we want, but yeah, take all that advice. So let's do a best ever lightning round. Are you ready? Yes. All right. What is the best ever book you recently read? The Energy of Money by Maria Nemeth. It's a lot of homework, but it was the best book I ever read. What was your big takeaway from that? She walks you through your relationship with money from a childhood perspective because she is a neuropsychologist and I love psychology. So she takes you back and kind of helps you uncover some of the bad experiences that you've had with money growing up and then takes you into the future so you can plan for yourself to have a to have wealth and to have purpose in life. And that energy is just an exchange of value. That's it. It's nothing. Melissa, what's the best ever way you like to give back? So I do a lot of volunteering in this town. My newest project is a tiny house community for a nonprofit called Family Promise for homeless families with children. So we got the land, we got the survey, and we're just working on rezoning right now. But that's what I'm working on. And Melissa, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? You can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at The Real Melissa Elizondo. Awesome. And Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope I was able to give you some good advice and best ever listeners. Thank you again for joining us and have a best ever day.